Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we we come to you, we surrender ourselves to you. We like to ask for your hands of blessings to be upon us and upon this time, Father. We want your name to be glorified. We want your name to be lifted up in the midst of us. And we want to be transformed to be the, uh, to, to the image of Jesus Christ, Father, more and more, so that through us your name will be glorified. Thank you so much, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay. Okay. Thank you all for joining. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me start by do, by saying this. Uh, right now, uh, we just celebrate the Good Friday, the Easter, and uh, after this will be the Pentecost. Uh, the theologian called this as the 50 days that changed the, the history, you know, from the Good Friday, the, the Easter, and then the Pentecost. It's really the events that changed the course of history. Uh, a few years ago, when I was still working for IBM, I tried to share about Christ to one of my Indian friends. If you work for IBM, you will work with a lot of Indian guy. Uh, and uh, so I tried to share one one Indian consultant uh, from IBM also. I tried to share to him about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then while he listened, he he was he tried to be polite. You know, he's a Hindu guy. He tried to be polite. He listened to me. And then at the end, he said, "You know, Sid, everything you told me is that that it's good. But everything you told me, hi, Linda." He said that everything you told me, come, I mean, you everything that you, the evidence you presented to me all come from the Bible, he said. But he, but he said that the problem is I'm a Hindu, he said. I don't believe in the Bible, he said. So, so he said that, give, um, he, he told me, I said, let me give you a challenge, he said. Give me, uh, give, uh, come back to me when you have evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ without quoting the Bible, he said. Then I'll listen to you. You know, so then I listen to you. So, so that's that's the things that challenge me. And then, uh, so, so that what I did then, I, I prepared the. Uh, so I did my own research at that time. Basically, he told me that hey, I'm impressed with with what you share. I mean, he said that I would like to know Jesus. He said, but he said that. I am a Hindu, he said, and Bible is not my holy book, he said. But the only, all the, 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 the evidence you presented to me all coming from the Bible, he said. And you expect me to believe in your Bible, he said. That. I mean, but I know, I mean, but of course your Bible will say good things about Jesus, he said. Because the Bible is Christianity's holy book, he said. But I'm not a, a Christian yet, he said. So he said, he challenged me, you know, he challenged me. He said that. He said, that show me that Jesus rose from the dead without quoting the Bible. He said, he said then I will listen to you. He said, you know, and then because he said that, he said that the Bible, if, if I quoted only from the Bible, then it's, it's biased, he said. Because he said that the Bible is your holy book. He said, I'm a Hindu. I said, I don't believe in the Bible. So he said, don't, don't, give, me, don't give me evidence only from the Bible. I said, of course, you guys said that the, that Jesus rose from the dead based on the Bible, but I don't believe in the Bible. He said, so, 
he gave me the challenge you know show me that jesus rose from the dead without quoting the bible so and i said okay i said uh, i'll accept your challenge i said i ask, i accept your challenge so i did the research after that for a few years but by the, the, the unfortunately by the time i finished he already went back to india and i lost contact with him you know and i lost contact with him so so i thought that let me just share it with you guys so today i like to take a a, a break from a, a just one day break from the old testament and i like to share to you the 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 proof of the resurrection of jesus christ without quoting the bible i mean my my prayer is our faith will be strengthened uh, as we go through this uh, and and our faith and our and and jesus christ will be glorified and all of us will be more prepared to share with with our unbelievers friends about the resurrection of jesus christ um see in first corinthians 15:14 and this this will be the only bible verse i quoted for you guys tonight okay um uh, so yeah, in first corinthians 15:14 it said that if and if christ has not been raised from the dead then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain so so that's why the resurrection of jesus christ is extremely important for us because paul said that if christ has not been raised then our preaching is in vain and your faith which and my faith is in vain okay so so that's why paul said that i mean the resurrection of jesus christ is really the ultimate backbone of christianity okay so 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 that's why I, I prepared this presentation and I, I want all of us to, to, to learn that it is really a very well-attested event in history. Okay? Uh, even though camera wasn't invented yet at that time, but God is very generous to provide us with, with evidences you know, with this, about, this, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I hope that our faith will be strengthened our confidence in in the resurrection of jesus christ will be strengthened okay so that so that our walk with christ will be will become more dynamic and and our hope in christ will become will become more solid anthony flew some of you may know him he is a british guy a former atheist uh, sorry let me let me he is a former atheist. A former atheist, Anthony Flew. Now he became a theist. He became a Christian. I think he became a Christian. He said that the evidence for the resurrection is better than is better than for claim miracles in any other religion. It's outstandingly different in quality and quantity. Okay, this is said by Anthony Flew from Oxford University. Okay, he is a, a very well-known atheist, used to be a very well-known atheist, but then now he became a believer in Jesus Christ. Okay, so, so he even he was convinced when he looked at the historical da data, he became convinced that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is solid, is, is really well attested in history. Okay, so, so I want to take you guys I will be using what what historian call minimal facts approach 
okay minimal facts approach what minimal facts is considers only those data that are so strongly attested historically that they are granted by nearly every scholar who studies the subject even the rather skeptical ones okay so minimal facts are the facts or evidences that are accepted by every, almost every spectrum of scholars from the liberal from the conservative from the even atheists uh, attested to to this minimal facts okay so so we will be looking at this minimal facts and i am not the one who 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 invented this this method okay uh, historian has been using minimal facts for a long time and dr gary habermas from liberty university he is the one who promoted the minimal facts approach and and dr gary habermas has been uh, studying thousands and thousands of historical documents okay i mean uh, the 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 first the the manuscripts of thousands of historical documents and he gathered those documents those fa- those documents that are accepted by at least 80% of scholars from different spectrum okay from different spectrum and and to prove that really that Jesus really rose from the dead without without quoting the bible okay without quoting the bible so so because i don't want you guys to believe on something that uh, b- only because only because that oh, uh, somebody uh, either a pastor said to you or, or or a theologian said that to you but i want you guys to really to really uh, convicted to really have the conviction that jesus christ really rose from the dead okay it's not some i don't want you guys to believe on something just because pastor elias said or sit said or something but i want you guys to know this because this is this is really conviction this is this is really what 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 you learn and what what you uh what you are convicted for okay so so that that's why it is very important because if if, if jesus hasn't risen from the dead then our faith is in vain okay we are going to learn five minimal facts okay five minimal facts the first fact is jesus died on the cross okay and some of you probably said that duh i know that you know but it is very important that that some there are some people who really trying to tell the world that jesus didn't really die on the cross okay there are there are several several theories out there uh, especially the ones who are promoted by the muslim people who said that jesus didn't really die on the cross okay yes he was tortured yes he was crucified but he didn't die on the cross i mean so when the romans took him down from the cross he did not really die so so they said that yes they put him on the tomb but then uh, during uh, because of the coolness of the tomb he woke up and he walked out from the, from the tomb and then that's why the disciples claimed that he was uh, that he rose from the, from the dead but uh, but actually jesus didn't didn't die on the cross but we will learn tonight that jesus really died on the cross okay that jesus really died on the cross and then the second minimal facts is the apostles were transformed okay so we will learn what changed the apostles from a group of cowards 
to dedicated followers of Jesus Christ. Okay, something happened from Good Friday to the Pentecost. Okay, something happened that changed the apostles from a group of cowards to dedicated followers of Jesus Christ. Is there any historical documents that tell us that the life of the apostles were really transformed and what what claim do they use that that contribute to that process of transformation? Okay, so we will learn that what, what really causing them to to be transformed like that. And then the uh, the third minimal facts is the conversion of Paul. Okay, we will learn from the historical documents what caused Paul to change from Saul, the persecutor of the church, to Paul, the defender of Christian faith. Okay, so we will look at what the historical data, what what early historical documents has said, what caused Paul change. From, from someone who hated the church to become one of the greatest defender of Christian faith. And then we will look at the conversion of James. Again, we will look at the historical data. What caused James to change from a skeptic brother to dedicated followers of Jesus Christ? Okay, It has been said that the hardest group of people to be convinced is your own, your own family. Okay, so so we like to see what historical document said, what really caused James to change from a skeptic brother to dedicated followers of Jesus Christ. And then we are going to look at the last uh, minimal facts, which is the tomb is empty. What caused the tomb to be empty? So when so if we read the historical documents, the manuscripts of the historical documents, 80% of scholars from different spectrum, okay, they all agree that the tomb is really empty. Okay, some of them believe that the tomb is empty, not because Jesus rose from the dead, but they do claim that they do believe that the tomb is really empty. Okay, that the, the tomb is really empty. Okay, so, so we will look at these five minimal facts. Okay, we will look at, I mean, what the historical data shown us See, each, each fact really don't really stand much. But if we combine all five together, it really provides us with a great framework to tell us that Jesus, to show us that Jesus Christ really rise from, really rose from the dead. And the tomb is still empty now. Okay, so. Okay, let's look at the first minimal facts. Jesus died on the cross. Again. There is a theory presented by the Muslim people called the swoon theory. They believe that Jesus Christ, he was crucified, he was tortured, but then the, the Roman soldier mistakenly thought he already died. So they brought him down from the cross, put him in the tomb, but then because of the coolness of the tomb, Jesus uh, uh, woke up and then he walked out from the tomb. Okay, and then the disciples uh, look at when 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 the disciples look at Jesus Christ, Jesus, they all said, "Oh, look at that! Jesus rose from the dead." But then, according to this theory, this theory said that of course Jesus walked out from the tomb. He did. He never. Di- he never died. Uh, he didn't die at the first place. 
okay he i mean he 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 lost consciousness but then he woke up and then he walked out from the tomb uh, uh, and and because of that the disciples mistakenly thought that jesus rose from the dead but what's what what's what's the historical data show okay and once again we we are not going to quote anything from the scripture here okay we are only going to look at historical data okay um he's josephus which is the first century jewish historian a very well attested jewish historian he wrote that when pilate upon hearing him accused by men of the highest standing among amongst us had condemned him jesus to be crucified okay so 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 josephus who is not a christian who who is not a follower of jesus christ he he wrote he said he wrote that when pilate upon upon hearing jesus accused by men of the highest standing amongst us had condemned jesus to be crucified okay so and then tacitus who is a famous roman historian lived from 56 to 120 ad he wrote christus from whom the name had its origin suffered the extreme penalty at the hands of our procurator's pontius pilate okay so and, and it is very important to remember that there is no historical documents who who mentioned that there that there is somebody who has survived the the penalty of crucifixion okay all historical documents show us that everyone who has been executed with the death penalty of crucifixion all of them die okay all of them die because of the because of the of the horrific nature of crucifixion nobody survive crucifixion okay nobody survive crucifixion josephus mentioned only one time that that there was one guy who was crucified and then in the middle of the process the the roman soldiers uh, the, the the governor at that time changed his mind and and canceled the the crucifixion so that so the guy was brought down from the cross and then the roman physician tried to revive the the guy the the the, the inmate but but failed i mean due to the, the to, due to the horrific nature of crucifixion that guy even though he was um uh, treated with the best roman medication he still could not survive crucifixion okay with jesus christ he was tortured before crucifixion and then he went to the cross and then the the, the roman soldier pierced jesus uh side and then the the, the roman soldier who is prof- who who knows the difference between death and alive they they confirmed that jesus has died Okay, and then, uh, uh, sorry. In the Talmud, which is the ancient text of rabbinic Ju- Judaism, it said that on the eve of the Passover, Yeshu, which is the, the 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 Jewish name for for Jesus for Jesus, Yeshu was hanged. Okay, so so it is very well attested that Jesus Christ was crucified, was hanged. That, so it's well attested in history that Jesus Christ suffered the most 
the most extreme death penalty ever invented in the in the history of mankind and then john dominic croissan okay who who is a highly critical scholar of the jesus seminar okay so so john dominic croissan is a very liberal a very liberal scholar okay he left the jesus seminar many years ago and he concluded that jesus christ is not god at all that jesus christ is just a mere human being like like you and me and he said that 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 he was crucified is as sure as anything historical can ever be okay and then and remember okay the all all historical documents show us that nobody has ever survived the the the, the penalty of crucifixion nobody okay so so jesus really confirmed that he died on the cross okay he died on the cross the next is the transformation of the apostles okay as you remember the apostles when when jesus was arrested they all i mean they all became cowards they, they all became afraid and tried to hide but something happened at the pentecost that that transformed them okay transformed them from a group of cowards into a very dedicated uh, uh followers of jesus christ uh it said that subsequent to jesus death by crucifixion his disciples were radically transformed from fearful cowering individuals who denied and abandoned him at his arrest and execution into bold proclaimers of the gospel of the risen lord okay this is statement by dr gary habermas from liberty university okay historical documents stated very clearly that there is something that happened with this 11 apostles okay as you remember one of them betrayed jesus christ so 11, something happened with this 11 apostles they all used to be very cowards and fearful but something happened between that 50 days between easter and pentecost that really transformed them okay from a group of cowards into people who into into people who bold and who willingly go into everywhere to proclaim the the message of the risen savior okay so so something happened to them and then dr gary habermas again said they remain steadfast in the face of imprisonment torture and martyrdom it is very clear that they sincerely believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Okay, so so they, this eleven apostles, they were so convinced that Jesus rose from the dead, that their lives were transformed from group of cowards, and and become and they become, they become so bold to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to proclaim that Jesus rose from the dead even to the point that all of them except one except john suffered martyrdom they all almost i mean all of them except one suffered the, the gruesome death of martyrdom okay so they have nothing to they have nothing to gain by by believing that jesus rose from the dead but they they but they all of them experienced suffering and torture and prison and martyrdom okay all of them lose their life okay 
all of them lose their life except John. Okay, except John. Now, and then a highly critical, okay, this is highly critical New Testament scholar, Richard Baltman, not a Christian. In fact, very critical toward New Testament. He agreed that historical criticism can establish the fact that the first disciples came to believe in the resurrection. Okay, so, so Richard Baltman, who is a very critical, very, very critical New Testament scholar, even he, when he looked at the historical data, he concluded that he, that, that, that he believed that the, the historical facts show that the first disciples came to believe in the resurrection. So that's why he agreed that the apostles become so bold. Okay, he agreed that the, the apostles become transformed from a group of cowards in, and, and become the defender of Christian faith. Okay, because they believe that Jesus Christ really rose from the dead. To the point that 11, from 11, 10 of them gave their life, lose their life for what they believe. Okay, and then Gerd Ludemann, an atheistic New Testament scholar. So Gerd Ludemann is an, is an atheist. Okay, he's an atheist. He said that it may be taken as historically certain that Peter and disciples had experiences after Jesus' death in which Jesus appeared to them as the risen Christ. See, this is, this is an atheist here. Okay, this is an atheist, but when he looked at all the historical, the early Christian writings, the, the early manuscripts of the, of, of the second, third, and fourth century, he has to conclude that something must happen to them. Okay, he, he has to conclude that these 11 apostles must really see something. Okay, something that they believe is the appearance of the resurrected Jesus Christ. So even an atheist has to admit that. Okay, Gerd Ludemann, okay, an atheist, he has to conclude that. And then, let me move my, my, my picture here. This is Paula Fredrickson, a historian from Boston University. Okay, he is a secular historian. He is not a Christian historian. He said this, I know in their own terms what they saw was the race Jesus. That's what they say. And then all the historic evidence we have afterwards attests to their conviction that that's what they saw. I'm not saying that they really did see the race Jesus. I wasn't there. I don't know what they saw. But I do know that as a historian, they must have seen something. Okay, so 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 Paula Fredrickson, okay, when he when she looked at all the historical data, she has to conclude that this this eleven apostle must see something. Okay, they must see something. That's why their lives were so transformed. But Paula is being honest here. She said that uh, she didn't think. Um, she didn't think that they what they saw is the resurrected Christ, but they must see something, okay? Because she said that she just doesn't know, because she wasn't there, 
okay there's nobody take a camera or something like that okay so so she said that i don't know whether they really did saw the risen christ or not but they did saw something that caused their life to be transformed from a coward into uh into a, a, a into a bold and dedicated follower of jesus christ who willingly die for what they believe okay they willingly die for what they believe see some of you may be thinking uh, you may be saying that hey sit even the, the the right now even the suicide bomber die believing that they will go to heaven believing that when they when they explode themselves they will go to heaven that there are 70 virgins waiting for them so what's the different there okay what's the different so um any of you like to answer that i mean we we heard in the news right and there are many many martyr in in in, in islam also there are many many martyrs in 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 iraq in syria who blow themselves okay and they they do it because they believe that when they when when they die when they die then they will go to heaven right away well you know Sid. hey vincent hey you see here, here, here's my little disagreement with that teaching because mm -hmm. you got the imam that send them out there with mm -hmm. the promise that all this promise right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know each one of us would like that opportunity we go pull ourselves up and immediately immediately you know our sins are forgiven uh mm -hmm. supposedly and we go straight to heaven yeah right mm -hmm. 70 72 virgins Virgin. waiting mm -hmm. now if, if it is so good right mm -hmm. how come the moms themselves don't do it yep very good very right good. yeah and, and maybe maybe it's not 72 virgins maybe it's 72 year old virgins right <laughs> very good very good yeah see see i agree with you i mean uh if if the imam who who taught these suicide bombers and and convinced them to blow themselves up and and uh, believing uh that 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 when they did that they will go to heaven and have 72 virgins waiting for them why didn't they do that i mean why didn't they if it is really that good yeah the, yes i agree and the things is all of these suicide bombers they when when they blow up themselves when they die they, we know that they die be, um, they die believing in a lie okay they die believing in a lie but the the problem is they they die even though we know that it is for a lie but they believe that they die because they die because they re they really will go to heaven okay because they believe in the lie 
Okay, nobody will die for something that they believe is a lie. Okay, so those those suicide bombers, until the the moment they blow themselves, they believe that they will go to heaven. Okay, they believe, even though what they believe is a lie, but they believe they at the at the time their body was blown up. They believe completely that that they will go to heaven, even though what they believe is a lie. But but they they did not think that. See, I watched a, a program one time on TV. It's called The Last Twenty Four. Okay, The Last Twenty Four. So basically, they, if you remember many years ago, there are uh, I think three or four people who blow themselves up in the island of Bali. Okay, a very famous resort in in Indonesia. So these four uh, Muslim fanatic they blow themselves up in three different nightclubs in Bali. So they follow the last 24 hours before these three people blow themselves up up in Bali. Okay, so so they so they follow them the last 24 hours. So they reenact. So here's one imam who to, who. Who spend time with these three guys, and this imam is re- keep reminding them, you know, again and again. Oh, guys, come on! Oh, heaven is waiting for you. Seventy-two virgins are waiting for you. You will have the wildest sex ever in your life, you know, with seventy-two virgins. So every hour, the imam keep telling them that. Okay, the imam keep telling them, and then the imam will recite the Quran with it with three of them. Okay. And then uh, at the last 30 minutes, then they all get ready. They they change their clothes into white clothes. They then they they wrap themselves with balm. And then it's it's uh, went to using three different fans. All all of those all of those times the imam keep keep reminding them. Oh, heaven is waiting. Oh, the 72 beautiful virgins. Are waiting. They cannot hardly wait. They can hardly wait to to meet you. Now imagine this. Imagine, okay, two minutes before they step into the vents, the imam then told, spoke to one of them. Spoke to to let's say spoke to all three of them. Hey guys, gather around, gather around. And then the imam said, "Remember what I said to you. You will go to heaven, and there will be seventy-two virgins waiting for you." And then the imam said. That is not true, actually. I'm just lying to you. Okay, but hey, who cares, right? You go there and have a nice boom, okay? Yeah. So, do you think they will still do it? If the imam at the last minute telling them, you know, everything I have told you, everything I've been teaching you, are a bunch of lies. You're not really going to heaven. In fact, you're going to hell. Then there is no seventy-two virgins. There, do you think the three of them will still going to blow themselves up, knowing quite well that what they have been taught are a bunch of lies? No, no. Unless if they are crazy, or unless or unless if they are a bunch of idiots, they are not going to do it. Okay, nobody die for something that they know is a lie. Okay, yes, they may die for a lie, but they they didn't think that what they believe is a lie. They think that what they believe is the truth. 
The same thing with the apostles. They were, 10 of them went to the grave of suffering the worst martyrdom ever. Okay. They, they, they did it. They gave their life believing, completely believing that they have encountered the living Christ. Okay. They have encountered Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Okay. So nobody died for a lie. Okay. Nobody died for a lie. Okay. Now let's move on to the next minimal facts. The conversion of Paul. Okay, the conversion of Paul. Paul's conversion is so interesting because he was an enemy of the church when he claimed to have seen the reason Jesus, his belief that he has witnessed the reason Christ was so strong that he, like the original disciples, was willing to suffer continuously for the sake of the gospel, even to the point of martyrdom. Okay, so this is the sentence by Dr. Gary Habermas after he read thousands of historical documents that he wrote this. Okay, he said that Paul has not has nothing to gain by becoming Christian. Okay, he has he didn't become wealthy, he didn't earn money. In fact, what he earned is suffering, a life of torture. In eventually he died as a martyr. Okay, believing, I mean, believing that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. See, in, in the apostle, with the apostle, some people say that, oh, they must be hallucinating. I mean, they, 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 they miss their Savior so much. They miss their Jesus so much. So they, they're hallucinating. Okay. I mean, but again, hallucination is only a, per, is, is a personal it's a personal psychological event. Okay, is is I mean, uh, hallucination is not something that a group of people will experience at the same time. Okay, hallucination usually is experienced by uh, by a single person. Okay, like like uh, many years ago, I have a, a friend of mine whose father passed away in Indonesia. So, uh, so she, uh, because she loved her mom so much, she brought her mom to America to live with her because she wanted to take care of her. Okay, but when, but then her mom started to to to, to tell her, "Oh, dad visited me last night. Oh, yeah, daddy came to me last night." Uh, I mean, my my friend, my friend, keep telling her, "Mom, dad pa- already passed away." I mean, but because the mother's missed. Uh, the, the father so much that she started to hallucinate. Okay, so she started to, to hallucinate. So some people claim that, oh, maybe the, the apostle, that's what happened to the apostles. They missed, they, they, they long to see their savior so much that they start to hallucinate. Okay, that may work for the apostle, but it, may, it, 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 it didn't work for Paul. Because Paul didn't didn't miss Jesus Christ. Paul didn't long to see Jesus Christ. In fact, he used to hate Jesus Christ. I mean, he used to persecute the followers of Jesus Christ. It's the last thing to the last thing that he wanted to happen is to see Jesus Christ. Okay, but that's what happened to him. Okay, historical document has been has shown that 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 Paul uh, uh, Paul claimed that that. 
one event that transformed him from the, the, the prosecutor of the church to become the defender of Christian faith is uh, his encounter with the risen Christ. Okay, so, and then all the, the, the early writings in 2nd, 3rd, and 4th century all testify to the fact, to the, to the testimony that Paul changed from Saul, the persecutor of the church, to Paul, the, the best defender of Christian faith, okay, and the one who wrote 70% of the, of the New Testament, okay, and eventually died as a martyr. Okay, so Clement of Rome, Polycarp, Tertullian, Dionysius of Corinth, Origen. Okay, here are these are some of the writers from the ancient times who testified that Paul was converted from being a staunch opponent of Christianity to one of its greatest proponents. Okay, so again, Paul has no has nothing to gain to become a Christian. In fact, he was he became hated. Okay, he became hated when he became a Christian. When we, he became the follower of Jesus Christ. Now, what is so important about the conversion of Paul here is this is what historians call the enemy's attestation. Okay, the enemy attestation. So let me give you an example. Okay, let's say that after ten years after I die. Historians want to know, want to to stu- historians want to study my life, so they they know if they ask my wife or my son, the probability is my wife and my son will say that I'm a good person. They expect that, they expect that my wife and my son will say that. I mean, so they will not be surprised with that. But what will surprise them is. If if when they ask someone who they know hate me, who they know really bitter toward me, stood up and said that, oh, Sid is a good man. Now, that's the kind of testimony that historian would love to find. Okay, that's the kind of testimony that historian drool for, for I mean, drool to have. Okay, that is what, what historian called the enemy's attestation. That's why the conversion of Paul is extremely important here. Okay, the conversion of Paul is really exciting for, for historian. Okay, this is the kind of testimony that historians would love to have, would love to see. Okay, so, so that's why the conversion of Paul is extremely important. And next is the conversion of James. Okay, James, a skeptical brother of Jesus Christ, are converted and become a leader in, in the early Christian church and then become a follower of Jesus Christ and die, eventually die as a martyr. Okay, so and so so the gospel report that Jesus had at least four brothers James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, plus unnamed sisters. Okay, so Josephus, the Jewish historian in the first century, mentioned the brother of Jesus who was called the Christ, whose name was James. Okay, Josephus here so testified that that one of Jesus' brothers, uh, his name is James. 
And then there is a second century uh, Jewish writer by the name of Hegesippus, who reported that James, the brother of the Lord, succeeded to the government of the church in conjunction to the apostles. So after the apostles die and all historical document has shown, after the, all the apostles die, James became the next successor of leadership uh, of Christian church. Okay, so, so James eventually uh, replaced the, the, the apostles. So Hegesippus reported that James, the brother of the Lord, had succeeded to the government of the church in conjunction of the apostles. Okay, so, but then Josephus, Hegesippus, and Clement of Alexandria attested that not only James was converted to Christianity, but his belief in Jesus was so strong that he died as a martyr because of his belief. Okay, so, so James, who used to be skeptical with Jesus Christ, who used to be skeptical with the claim of Jesus Christ, eventually became follower of Jesus Christ, and then he became a leader in the church, in the Christian church, and then he becomes so convinced of the lordship of Jesus Christ that he died as a martyr because of his belief. And then all of these historical documents by Josephus, Hegesippus, and Clement of Alexandria claim that the one thing that James claimed that has convinced him, okay, has convinced him of the lordship of Jesus Christ is because James claimed to have encountered with, to have an encounter with the risen Christ, okay, with the risen Christ. That's why he was so convinced that Jesus Christ is Lord, okay, so, uh, so that's another minimal fact that, that, that we need to take into account. Okay. Yes. Nobody. T uh, nobody. Nobody has a camera at the time. Nobody take a picture of Jesus Christ after he rose again from the dead. But all of this, all of these evidences, we need to take into account to show to to convince us that that Jesus Christ really rose from the dead. And then, the last one. The tomb is empty. 80% okay. of scholars, when they look at the historical documents, they all have to conclude that the tomb is empty. So they, 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 they did. They believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. They believe that the apostles really have an encounter that literally transformed their life from a group of cowards into a bold believers, a bold, I mean, dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. And they also believe that Paul was transformed from Saul to Paul, the best defender of Christian faith. And they believe James was transformed from being a skeptic into a leader of a Christian faith and eventually die as a martyr. And then now, they also, when they read all the historical document, they cannot deny that the tomb is empty. Now they may say they may they may say that the tomb is empty because of the the, the the apostle robbed the body or something, but it's empty. Okay, that the tomb is empty. So all 
the historical explanations presented in the first, second, or third century concerning the resurrection of Jesus, okay, like the disciples stole Jesus' body, or the dogs ate the body, or robbers stole Jesus' body, all pointed to one fact, okay, that the tomb is empty. Okay, the tomb is empty. Okay, so the reason why people try to explain away that the try to, to uh, they try to explain away they try to give a natural explanation to why the body is not in the tomb anymore is because they 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 saw that the tomb is empty okay they they have to come up with another explanation they have to come up they have to say that this the the disciples stole Jesus body or the dogs ate the body or the robbers stole the body they have to come up with that explanation because they cannot escape the fact that the tomb is empty, okay. The tomb is empty. So they, uh, but they do not want to. They do not. Many many historians do not want to say that that Jesus rose from the dead. So that's why they have to come up with all the natural explanation. They have to say, oh, the disciples must stole the body, or oh, the dogs ate the body. But all of those explanations show us pointing us to one fact. That the tomb is empty. Okay, now we have to remember the, the Jerusalem factor. Okay, so Jesus' execution was a public event in Jerusalem. Okay, Je- Jesus' execution was a public event in Jerusalem. It was very easy for for Pharisees or the Roman authority to prove that Jesus did not raise from the dead, if the body is still in the tomb. Okay, so the Jewish authorities and the Roman authorities just need to show Jesus' body to show that Jesus did not raise from the dead. But no historical writing has been found to show that. Okay, so, so we have to remember, the ex- uh, crucifixion is a public event. Okay, the, because the, uh, the Romans' goal by, by punishing people with, ex- with crucifixion is... As, as a demonstration to people so that they so that people will not do something bad okay so 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 the purpose of crucifixion is to scare people from doing something bad that's why they make crucifixion a, a, a public event so that as many people as possible to see it so the execution of Jesus Christ is a public event and it happened in Jerusalem Okay, it happened in Jerusalem. So, so the the public know and the Roman soldiers know where where the body is. So, if Jesus' body is still in the tomb, it is so easy for them to crush Christianity at the very beginning. Okay, all they need to do is just went to the tomb and produce the body, and Christianity will will death on that track at the very beginning. But they are not able to do so because the tomb is empty. That's why they have to come up with with uh, with uh, 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 with some natural explanation to explain why the tomb is empty. Okay, so 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 there, but uh, so so that's we need to remember the Jerusalem factor. I mean, if the body is still inside the tomb, or oh, it's so easy for 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 the Pharisees and the Roman authorities to crush the Christianity from the very beginning because the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the backbone of the claim of, of Christianity from the very beginning. 
So if the Pharisees and the Romans authorities want to crush, want to stop Christianity dead on their track, then it's so easy for them to do so. All they need to do just <coughs> show them the body and that's it. Christianity will be dead, will be dead from the very beginning. But they they but the Pharisees and the Romans authorities were not able to do so because they do did they, they did not have the body. The tomb is empty. There is no historical writings that that shown us that they have the body. All historical writings they try to come up with a different explanation to show that why the tomb is empty. Okay, there are historical writings that that say that the disciples stole the body, or the dogs ate the body, or robbers stole the body. But all of them, all of these explanations show us one fact, that the tomb is empty. Okay, the tomb is empty. So, so, so here we have all the minimal facts. Okay, here we have all the minimal facts. The facts, the first is Jesus died on the cross. So he died. He's not just collapsed. He's not just lose consciousness and then woke up again later. No, he really died on the cross and he died for three days. Uh, he stay, his body stay on the tomb for three days. So, so he really died on the cross. And then second facts is that are historically attested is the transformation of the apostles from cowards to dedicated followers. And then the third is the conversion of Paul. Okay, there is no other thing that can explain how come Paul can change from Saul, the persecutor of the church, into Paul, the defender of Christian faith. Okay, there's nothing can, can best explain that except the fact that Paul really encountered the reason Christ. Okay, and then the conversion of James. Okay, what really changed the skeptic brother? Okay, a skeptic brother from someone who is skeptic uh, for for his skeptic of his own brother, and and then eventually become a follower of his uh, of Jesus Christ and become leader of the church, and then he. Yeah, who who is that? So, so the conversion of James, okay, conversion of James. So, so, and then lastly, the tomb is empty. Okay, the tomb is empty. So all of these five minimal facts, okay, each, each one of them may not really strong when you just look at them singularly, but when you combine all five of them, I mean, you have to conclude that something has really happened. Okay, something has really happened because I mean you cannot avoid uh, you cannot avoid with uh, the, with the conclusion that Jesus really rose from the dead. That's why the apostles were changed. That's why Paul was transformed. That's why James was transformed. That's why the tomb is empty. Okay, so so that so that's the only logical explanation to 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 to, to all of these facts. Okay, all of these five facts that Jesus Christ really rose from the dead. That's why in, in last Sunday's sermon, uh, the preacher can say, can quote from, uh, from 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul said that, that where is your sting? 
Okay, that where is your victory? Okay, because Jesus really rose from the dead. So we can look at that now and we can tell that, hey, where is your sting? You guys has no more power now over us because Jesus really rose from the dead. Okay, so so here are the five minimal facts that are well attested by historical data and well accepted by scholars from all different spectrum, liberal, atheist, Christian scholars all believe in these five minimal facts. Okay, so so I want you to remember that and bring it with you. Okay, because the book of First Peter tell us to always get ready to present our hope to the world. Okay, you never know. I mean, when you go to Kroger or Albertson, I mean, God may bring uh, an atheist to you who don't believe in resurrection. Then use these five minimal facts. Okay, uh, show it to them. Okay, that this that this is well attested by history. Okay, this is well attested by history. Uh, to show them that Jesus really rose from the dead. Okay, Jesus really rose from the dead. Again, remember I told you, it is not only the job of Pastor Elijah or me or Jack to, to, to dispense truth. Okay, if Christianity to, to grow, if we want ACBC to grow, all of us, all of us, every member need to accept the fact that we are, all of us, are dispenser of God's truth. Okay, so 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 I want all of us to, to, to grab this and bring it with you everywhere you go. Okay, so that whoever God bring to you, you will be ready in season and out of season to present the hope of your faith. Okay, the hope of what you believe. Okay, that we, we do not believe in fancy in, in, in fanciful legend here, but we believe in facts, we believe in history. Okay, and we believe that the, the, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is really history. It's not just an empty bunch of lies or legend or things like that. Okay, that, that Christianity is not, is not an escape from reality. Christianity is founded on the solid rock of truth and history. Okay? Uh, Sid? Yeah. Have you read the Lee Strobel's? Yeah, oh, many times. Case of Easter? Yes. Okay, so that's another proof. I mean, yeah. he, he, he an investigator. Yeah. Yeah. He so was. that one is also is also a good one. Lee Lee also interviewed uh, Michael Licona, who is a student of Gary Habermas. So mm-hmm. so 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 uh, not not in that case for Easter, but in the book Case for Real Jesus. Uh, yeah, so, so that one is that one. He 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 listed these five. This a case for Easter. I, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean Lee wrote all the different books from yeah. the case of Christ, case of faith, he, case of real Jesus, case of Easter, uh, case of miracles. So right. yeah, all of them are amazing books. So did, did, so. did, did you know how he converted into Christian? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He used uh, he to be. He didn't a, believe it beginning. He yeah, he used he to be a reporter. Yeah. yeah. There is a, f- a movie about his life. Really? Yeah, there is a movie, very good movie. I watched the movie about how he turned from a skeptic, from atheist reporter of Chicago Tribune, and then eventually he became 
uh, a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's it's in Netflix, I think. The case for the case for Christ. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the case for Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my 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 throat is screaming at me. Uh, okay, I think it's already eight thirty-five. So so thank you guys for joining me. So. Um, and so next week we will continue the study on the Old Testament. So this is just a side trip uh, from our journey. I just want to present to you guys this thing to to encourage you of the how real your hope is. That your hope is really real. Your hope uh, of the uh, as a Christian is real. It's not just a fanciful story. Um, I mean uh, that that you heard from somebody, but it is really real. It is well attested, uh, very well attested throughout history. Okay, so so I want you to to carry it with you, and uh, I hope it strengthen your conviction on how real your Christian faith is. Okay, so okay, Pastor, uh, can you pray for us, Pastor? Okay, sure. Let's pray. Dear Father, we give thanks for what City has presented to us. Well, if people ask us, you know, don't use the Bible, how can we explain? So this is few points that we can take and just you know, explain to them about the events that change the history of mankind. And help us also uh, to be faithful and strong yes. in our faith. Because what we, we believe is not only what we think and what we feel, but it's a mm-hmm. fact, based on the yes. facts mm-hmm. that change the history. And a lot of people miss that. So we ask you to help us to uh, you know, use every opportunity to, to let other people know about these wonderful facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, give thanks, Lord, for Brother Sid. ask you to bless him and also bless every one of us. Yes, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.